Fatherhood is the perfect excuse not to go to a party. <laughs> For sure. Like, bruh, happy birthday to you. I'm not going to the club tonight. Um, yeah, it's good focus. It's a good bookend to the day. Um and sometimes it's just the book of the day, you know, like, yeah, it, it just, it's good for structure, especially for myself, because like, so often I have so many different things that I could be doing, but what should I be doing? And that definitely is a good barometer. It just sets me on that path. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the People You Meet podcast. I'm Richard White, a journalist that's worked across the country, and I'm here to tell your story one episode at a time. For episode 22, we meet Pendarvis Hawshaw, a proud native of Oakland, California. This time, we did something different and just talked. Everything from fatherhood, the similarities between Oakland and Houston, sideshows, gentrification, gas station culture, and whatever else came up. So my first question, who is Pendarvis Harshaw? I am a human being, I'm a journalist and an educator from Oakland, California, and uh, a father and a family man. And that's just putting it lightly. On top of that, he's a mentor, author, radio show host, baseball aficionado, and historian. And as much as he loves Oakland, during his high school years, he attended private school in Danville. And in hindsight, that shit changed the game for me. It made me realize that, like, Lakeshore Avenue isn't the suburb. Mm. You know? like, That's man, pretty wild. You know, like, I, you know, I just drink this idea of, you know, Oakland being the world mm. and everything also being okay in Oakland. I go, yeah, I'm from Oakland. People like, oh my God, you've never been shot? I'm like, no, I had a normal childhood. <laughs> While in school, he got into writing and founded Therapeutic. He used it as another way to express himself. He found his niche, and after graduation, it was off to college. I landed on Howard because I wanted the direct inverse of what I saw at that private school. I wanted to be around black folks. I was at a white private school. Um, and then I, I didn't see the direct inverse. It was the same thing, but just with black folks. It was a lot of money at Howard. And I was like, wait, these ain't necessarily, we ain't on, we didn't grow up the same. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, Howard is very diverse, so you'll find a little bit of everything. There. But, um, a lot of the social influencers, a lot of the people who were the boss dog on the playground that came from a different financial background and saw how that influenced like school politics and stuff like that. But also taking up a notch, uh, like you got different people, not only just from the state, but also probably like different people from around the world too, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you seeing cats from New York and how they like really move, but also got to let you know, hey, you know what I'm saying, I'm from New York. You got, you know, the affluent folk from the Midwest, you know what I'm saying, who probably lived a little bit more comfortably comfortably growing up than most, you know what I'm saying? You got people from the South who got a certain way of doing things, you see what I'm saying? So you got all of that around, and you just a kid from Oakland coming into a whole new world that you probably was totally unaware of before you got there. Man, what? You, you cut the list short. I'm talking about there's people from the continent. There's people from the islands. Like, what really hooked me, so you said what, what uh, got Howard's attention, um... I go to that private school for high school, didn't get into any colleges I wanted. I got, I got into like Clark Atlanta, and that was it. I wasn't going to Clark Atlanta. I knew how to get a baby mama before I got a degree. Like, <laughs> um, so, and then I went, to, I went to Laney College for a year, and during that year, it was the 10th anniversary of the Million Man March. I go out to D.C. to report on it. I'm doing journalism already. And I'm in the McDonald's. It's late night. We catting off. It's like three in the morning. You talking about the McDonald's on Georgia? The, I'm, I said the that McDonald's. That McDonald's, McDonald's on Georgia? Like, like, no, there's only one. <laughs> it's, it's the, I mean, there's plenty of McDonald's. Right. But this is the one, though. Right, like, right. Like the late night life in that 24-hour McDonald's crazy. Uh-huh. After the club, I see this uh, darker-skinned woman. I go and approach her, try to introduce myself. She replies in French. Oh, wow. 
first time I ever heard a black woman like my age, Pierce, somebody I was trying to holler at, speak French. Right. Do you for a whole curveball then? I was like, man, I'm coming here to stay. <laughs> 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 but it was tight. I just remember, I remember seeing like uh, the next day coming up to the campus and seeing some dude like had the Lil John like locks and mm-hmm. gold, gold ones and Dr. Scrubs on. And like, I just didn't see that around open like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what made me want to apply. And I got in and I went there from 06 to 2011, studied communications, came back to Oakland, taught for a minute, went to UC Berkeley grad school. After grad school, bounced around from a couple of different jobs and now landed at KQED. And I'm um, having fun, man, doing journalism. Like, this radio show is rocking. I'm still freelancing and um, working on uh, the next book. One thing that was always present in our conversation was growth. How we view things then in comparison to now. And something that happened back then for him was officially becoming an author of a book. It's one that's good, the accomplishment, but it, I, know I found a copy in my closet today. I was, like, looking for a shirt. And I was like, oh, this whole thing. Like, <laughs> it's just nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like, I have, is it just like a memory or is it like an actual piece of your I body did, that's like, like connected I, to you? you I, know what did, I did that and, and the keyword did is done. It's like past tense, you know? Okay. Uh, I printed 2,500 copies. I went home like, for the 18 months. I sold them 100 copies a month, you know? And it's like, they're all gone. And now I, I don't even want to uh, occupy myself with it because I was so occupied with it at the time. Like for six years, I was running around doing this essay, this photo essay. It was cool in my development because I was a young man, and so I'm studying manhood. And now I'm learning to stretch past black manhood. And I'm also like, it helps me to be more critical of what I'm reading now. I'm reading this book called Spirits, Spirits in the Whirlwind, about this uh, book club that brought Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X to speak out here. That's dope. Um, back in the day. Okay. But, uh, in reading the book, I appreciate it, but there's like one mention of a woman in this book. What? And like, you know, so I'm like, a lot of history you like then omitted. Sounds like right, exactly. Um, so when I say studying manhood, like 16 year old me would be like, yeah, this black man empowerment. Now 31 year old me is like, hey, something's missing from this story. Another visual and everyday reminder of growth for Pendarvis has been his daughter Zuri, or Z for short. Throughout the years, we've both heard the negative stereotypes of black fathers. Regardless of their upbringing, Pendarvis and his crew are out to set a new standard of fatherhood. Growing up in a circle that I did, it's easily eight dudes, nobody with the father in the house. And I think all of us um, kind of subliminally strive for aspects of manhood from different uh, father figures you would see in the community. And I also think we all subliminally knew that we didn't want to walk that same path that our fathers walked. Um, and... I think we mastered half of the game in terms of like being there like as a father and like I don't know any if anything maybe one or two guys who I for sure know have children and they're not with that are in the child's life but for the most part like guys are there I, I said we, we figured out half of the game because the other half like the relationships with the with the child the children's mothers that's uh that's still tricky for like 90 percent of the, the guys that I know with, with children um, and then it's funny we having this conversation here. My homeboy Rich was like one of my peers who I saw step into fatherhood and do it with like, and be cool, you know? Like we would still be on a bike ride. He'd have his son on the bike with us, you know? Whole team, you know? And like, so to still be able to have your life and incorporate your child into that, and like, yeah, it, it, it definitely, uh, 
made it a lot easier for myself when I stepped into fatherhood. Yeah, I mean, the overall goal is to make sure that this child has the best life possible, man. I think we can agree on that no matter what else we, no, we disagree yeah. on. Um, and so, yeah, um, again, it helps having friends and having discussions with friends around this topic. Like, how you navigating that? How are you doing that? Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, you don't use that terminology. Like, man, how you... Hey, I'm getting along. I went to a sociology course, and they're describing behaviors that I witnessed as a kid, but they're putting four-syllable words on it. And I'm like, well, why well, I got to remember that, man? We just call that a knock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You know? Right. Um, right. It's a different language to what you already know. Right, exactly. And I mean, and I, you should be able to be fluent in both. But going back to my daughter, like, she should know the hood terminology. She should know the Queen's English, and she should know Swahili and Spanish. You know, like, you know, Spanish, what, why limit yourself? Pendarvis wrote an article last year titled, Oakland Makes Everything Black Blacker. Look it up when you get the time, but what he details is how some of the things we all know and love are all rooted in Oakland. What also shines through is the amount of love, respect, and pride he has for his city. You know, I never really thought about it till you said it, but it's kind of a like, who can out-rep Oakland? <laughs> like, amongst Oaklanders. I'm Oakland. No, I exactly. I'm Oakland. I could carry this flag further. Like, you ever see that uh, the Key and Peele sketch where they be like, I said, I said, bitch. Right, you right, ever see right. That one? I haven't seen that one, but I seen the one where, like, somebody rocking a new hat. And then it's like, you know, they're trying to outdo each other. Like, uh, somebody got the tag on the hat. Yo, somebody got the bag and the tag on the hat yeah, that they just yeah, bought. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? So I seen something the, like that. The, I said, bitch, when they, like, they're both trying to uh, whisper about talking shit to their girlfriends or whatever. Okay. And they keep getting further and further away from their girlfriends. Like, they go from outside the house to the tree house to eventually they end up in outer space. <laughs> so I'm just imagining like you okay. just carrying the flag that far. You right. know? But it's like that, man. Um, it is, it's a part, it's, it's cool. Like when you do it for the town on a, a large level and you come back here and you, the coolest shit is when you come back here after doing it on a large level and you're just driving a pickup truck. You know what I'm saying? You're just chilling. You know, so like I was at the A's game the other day and Marcus Peters walked past me. Really? Yeah. Oh, he's back home. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, so, or Tajay from Hiero- Hieroglyphics. He's a, a, a real estate dude, too. And so, like, he's the guy I had in mind about the pickup truck. Because uh-huh. he can go to France and rock a stage with 20,000 people and then come back here and just chill. That's wild. Um, so, yeah, so that, I, I said that all to say that, yeah, I, I was kind of brought up to, that way to think about, like, Oakland, how far you can take it. Um, and that being cool. And then still having, like, a foot here, like, Take it over for like Shanaka Hodge is a good example. She's a poet playwright, um, and she works in L.A. constantly. You'll see her like doing something big on Broadway in New York, and then she'll fly back here and be at a festival dancing with the kids. You know, so like that. that it mean, it's it's cool to see that, man. Um, and I'm I'm a part of it too. And I just once I found my lane, I was like, damn, okay, well, how far can I freak it? Um, and also in my lane in this journalism stuff, I get to use Oakland as like. This is my, my lab, you know? And I'm finding little stories about humanity that speak to a larger narrative. You know? right. so. Like, cause you wrote something, like you said little stories of humanity about, that's how I, I was like, okay. That, that, that's the first piece of work of yours that I read. How basically I think you said Oakland's like the blackest city. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, you, you found little stories like MC Hammer being, you know, the A's bad boy, you know what I'm saying? Or, where the term hella came from, or just like the slang, like so you found little narratives, uh, or little just things in like black history or black life, and how it 
was yo, it was birth here. And I was like, this is why it matters to you. Exactly. Yeah, so it mattered to us, and so yeah. But let me. It matters to you, but let me show you where it came from. Exactly. Right. That's, yeah. Exactly. That was left, super dope. I'm kicking myself. I left one off, man. Which one you leave off? Oh, happy day, man. The really? Song. That's not see. Now you gotta tell it, cause, cause kid you not. How I know? Oh, happy day. Of course, grew up in the church, heard about it, but like. Sister Act Two, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Yo, that's like the right. best way I. Ever, I that's the up. only way I ever want to hear "Oh Happy Day." You know oh, what I'm saying? Man. Like Sister Act Two, classic movie. It's freaking right. great. But like, uh, the little boy from City High. You got Lauren Hill. Right. You know what I'm saying, and then you got some two rappers who like did a little verse on it. Edwin Hawkins. Same. Yeah. real familiar. "Oh Happy Day" from Oakland, California. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's who created Oh Happy Day. When he passed away? Well, he, pa- he passed away in... Uh, oh, last year. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so August 19th, Oakland, California. Yeah, I want to say there's some tie-in to um, Castlemont High School, which is where I also left off the fact that Joe Morgan of the Big Red Machine... Joe Morgan, yeah. ...baseball he- team, he went to Castlemont High School. Recently, some of the biggest, and depending on who you're talking to, most disappointing news to come out of Oakland was the Raiders leaving for Vegas. Also, the Warriors leaving for San Francisco. And for Pandarus, he approaches the subject objectively, but looks forward to what's ahead for sports in Oakland. All right, but like, all right so I think it's a mixed bag, right? So I've been okay. talking to some folks about this shit. So I know cats who like are diehard to the point they're about to move to Vegas. Okay. I know cats who are like, I'll, I'll go out there for a game or two. I'll stay with them. My partner told me like, hey, I love you. If I move to Vegas, would you, would you not love me anymore? I'm like, damn, bud, you gonna bring love into this shit, bud? Like, nigga, you my partner. Like, it's different. But, so there's that perspective. There's other people being like, man, they've been a financial burden to the city, um, like, for so long. Like, get good riddance to bad trash. I'm talking about the Raiders, most specifically here. Like, the Warriors, like, no matter what, you a, a hooper, you a real hooper, and you think that you got some potential, as you come up, you're going to come through Oakland. If the Warriors here or not, like, you got to still come and ball out here with the AAU teams out here, you know? Oh, like, this okay. is still a place to raise right. talent. Right. Climate's high school is three times like uh, the high school championship uh, champion out here, you know? Uh, and so, like, that talent is still going to be here. And on top of that, you're going to see the development of other semi-pro teams like this uh, Oakland Roots, which is a soccer team. I heard about Oakland Roots. That's like a new squad. Exactly. Out. Exactly. So you're going to see that there's a, um, the damn, there's like a roller or ice hockey team that's about to buy uh, some, some property out in the East, too. Uh-huh. So, like, you're going to see, like, development of other sports ventures and I don't like it's just it's part of the nature out here it's like um in high school your sports team you have a pep rally the sports team goes on the field and fights for you they're kind of literally the warriors or you know like the soldiers for your school uh-huh. there's gonna be soldiers that come out of Oakland still right so yeah it's really tripping too much really um I am because I think it's, it, it fucks up the national identity of Oakland like you work so hard to work so hard People put um, their lives into like making the culture what it is. I think of like little sayings or dances, things that just came out of here that resonate with the rest of the world. And it's all part of the identity. Uh, and so to chip away at the identity in any fashion is a slap in the face. But yeah, the Raiders, like, it goes hand in hand with Oakland. You know, you talk about some of the things Oakland is known for, that Raider logo. Pulling that away from the identity is like, damn, that's a, that's a slice of pie. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. um, but I know we're, we're resilient overall. Ladies and gentlemen, Pendarvis Hotshaw. Special thanks to Rich for letting us use his living room. 
and Jada Smith, more commonly known as the best thing out the H-Town in a while. If you'd like more information on Pendarvis, check out his show right now-ish on KQED or on any podcasting platform. I'll have all his information for you in the show notes. Editorial oversight and production support is provided by Christina Sturdivant Sonny. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TPYMPod, on Instagram at The People You Meet Pod, and The People You Meet Podcast on Facebook. If you like this episode or any others, be sure to leave a five-star review and tell a friend. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. I'm your host, Richard White, and thank you for listening. Until next time, wash your hands, and please, please, please be safe. On top of that, the gas station culture is hella big out here. What you mean gas station culture? Motherfuckers be at the gas station. <laughs> That's it. Motherfuckers, like, that shit is the club. Like, you see videos of that shit? Like, for real, right? I'm not lying to you. <laughs> I ain't never heard of gas station culture, but I guess. Like, Motherfuckers <laughs> be at the gas station. Just like there all night. Not all night, but like an hour.